Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. So in today's episode, I'm interviewing my friend Casey Snyder, and I'm super excited to have her on because not only is she a fit mom, she comes from a background of following beach body workouts to where she had a really restrictive relationship with food, struggled with binge eating, and then finally found macro tracking and a more balanced relationship with food and exercise. I do want to point out that the audio is a little bit fuzzy in today's podcast. We have to do our calls through Zoom, not only because of coronavirus, but because we are long distance um, all the way here in Florida. I try to get on guests, but the only way that we can do it is through Zoom. So I apologize for the sound quality. I know it's not the best, but that doesn't mean that this episode isn't going to be super helpful for you. And guys, don't forget that here on Beyond the Bikini Radio, the only way that we can grow is through ratings and reviews. So don't forget to give the podcast a rating and review on iTunes, make sure you give us a full on five stars. And then one other thing, if you are really, really loving the podcast, show it to me on Instagram and don't forget to tag me at Nicole Fairy Fitness. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini Podcast where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. I'm super excited to have a guest on today. She's my friend, Casey. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Casey. I'm really excited to have you on. And today we're going to be talking about what got Casey involved in fitness, um, becoming a fit mom, and also what made her decide to pursue her precision nutrition cert and wanting to help other women in a similar situation. So Casey, tell us a little bit more about you. All right, well, my name is Casey. I am a 31, soon to be 31 year old mom of a eight year old boy. I'm currently living in the Philadelphia suburbs where I've been at for like the last three years. Started my fitness journey back in January of 2015 when I originally was a beach body babe. So never having much body confidence growing up. Um, I was always a chubbier girl throughout my whole adolescence. Um, and then finally at the age of 25, I was just kind of tired of letting life pass me by. I was tired of missing out on opportunities because of my own self doubt and my own insecurities. I had a lot of depression growing up and I did suffer from anxiety, depression, I did self-harm, but I knew that in order to really shape my life and make it healthy and in a positive way, I needed to make some changes from within. I needed to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because at that period of my life, I was just going through the motions and I wasn't living my life the way I had envisioned it you know, as a little girl. Um, I also didn't want the role of me being a mom be the reason to let myself go. Because I had seen what that had did for my own mother, although I loved her dearly, my mom wasn't the best healthy person and she wasn't the most motivated growing up. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because, so Casey and I have been DMing each other here and there, I think since 2018. And I remember when she 
I'll, I'll never forget this because it did strike me. And she talked about how she didn't like me at first. And I think that you've come to realize that you are just in a dark place and you are comparing for negative reasons instead of realizing that the people that you're following and maybe had this, these negative emotions towards you can be able to achieve those similar things um, versus feeling like you're unable to accomplish anything. Yeah, definitely a negative place at that time in my life. Although I did envy you on Instagram, it was like, why can't I look like this girl? What does she have that I don't have? And just comparing myself to others in general wasn't good for my overall state of mind. Yeah, I had a lot of carbs. So that's what I had. And I was jealous of that. That's, we'll get onto that topic though. Yeah, so you got, you were on social media and then you started Beachbody, right? Yes, I started Beachbody in 2015. How was that experience? So, I mean, I definitely had good and bad experiences through my, you know, Beachbody journey. Um, some of the pros that I listed are I did make amazing friends. Some of my closest friends I had met through Beachbody who I've never actually formally met. We just are like virtual friends. Mm -hmm. um, Beachbody did teach me, you know, that I was able to achieve results without having to go to the gym. Because of me being a mom, it just wasn't ideal for me to go to a gym. I was, you know, not educated on workouts and nutrition at all. So in a sense that it was able to teach me about, you know, workouts in general and nutrition. Um, and it did teach me about, or didn't teach me, but it gave me the passion that I have today with wanting to help others. Yeah. And I, I do think that Beachbody's good at eliminating that barrier of going to the gym. Cause I think a lot of women can't fit that into their lifestyle or they're intimidated. So it's easier to work out from home. So I do think that's, great that Beachbody does have that platform where it's really easy to just put on a workout and follow the workout. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to do that. Um, however, like, you know, Beachbody has thousands of workout programs, but I can honestly say that I've only ever done two full workout programs to their entirety. So when people ask me about like what workout programs I suggest, like I really only have experience with two. Um, I'm someone that like, I definitely, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm a creature of habit and I don't like to really get out of my comfort zone. So with the workouts that I was doing, I knew, you know, after the first couple of weeks I had done them. So it was like, they were my safe, like a safe zone for me. And I was honestly nervous about branching out and trying different workouts. And I had dabbled in a few workout, other workout programs here or there, but I'll be honest, I don't like cardio. I don't like plyometrics. I don't like the huffing and puffing and all the funky moves. And a lot of those workouts were really fast. I couldn't keep up. And it would just discourage me versus when I like to do like weight training and focusing on a certain body part that day, like upper body working on back and biceps or shoulders and triceps or, you know, lower body glutes and, and yeah, your butt. <laughs> like, I like doing those types of workouts. So I found what works for me. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I had to say goodbye to Beachbody because the workouts just weren't realistic for me anymore. Yeah. And um, I think um, with some of the workouts, I, I know that you focus more so on weight training. Um, and I do 
I know that they have different programs. So I always encourage people if they're following Beachbody to don't like, don't feel like you have to do the high plyometric, like jumping, sweating. You don't have to do that workout. Not too many people's bodies can handle it. Like I'm an advanced lifter and I know that I wouldn't be able to handle this really high intensity workouts, like with my joints. Um, and I couldn't even imagine like how frustrating that could be if you're a beginner and all these modifications that you'd have to make. So I'd recommend mm -hmm. sticking to just weight training to start because anyone can weight train. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your experience. Like anyone can do those movements. Yeah. And another thing that I noticed too throughout my journey is a lot of women get discouraged if they don't follow the program like every single day like they're supposed to say they have a week off or they have vacation i part in the background noise right now um but there was actually something that i realized on my fitness page the other day this girl's you know going on vacation for the week it's summer vacation and she's like what should i do should i you know bring all these weights and stuff and do my workouts or should i just wait and start back up again and it's like you know, you can do other things throughout your vacation that doesn't require having to push play on this specific workout. And I feel mm -hmm. like so many women get discouraged because if they're not following their program every single day for the, you know, the three weeks, the six weeks, the 12 weeks, or however long mm -hmm. that certain program is, they feel like they've fallen off track. Yeah. And I call that like the challenge mindset versus the lifestyle mindset where someone will do like a 30 day challenge or like a 60 day challenge. But then after that, they feel lost and they realize that they haven't really learned anything to apply for their lifestyle. And then they wonder why they're stuck. And that's, that's why it's so important to develop a lifestyle versus just following a quick program that could be really high intensity, really low calorie, you get quick results, but it's not maintainable. Yeah, definitely. Um, because I had originally started, like I said, I've only ever done two workout programs through Beachbody and I was a 21 day fix. That was my go-to program for the first three years of my journey. I had just done that program mm -hmm. and so many people, when they start that program, they think, okay, it's 21 days and then they'll hop from a different program, but maybe they don't like the certain program that they're doing and then they stop and then they're in like a limbo of not knowing what program to do. And it's like, just stick to what you know for right now. Just continue that lifestyle mindset of just working out every day, whether it's this program or that program, whether that's, you know, going for a walk, going for a hike, going bike riding or swimming or something, mm -hmm. just learning to be active in general is, is more beneficial than that all or nothing like approach that a lot of women I see have. Yeah, definitely. Now with Beachbody, did you do like container systems or? Yes. So, um, I, when I did the um, 21 day fix, 21 day fix was crucial for the meal container system that had just recently had come out. This was back 2015. This was even before BOD was even um, a, a hit commodity that it is now. So at that time in my life, when I had started with Beachbody, I had no knowledge nutrition whatsoever. I had no knowledge with workouts. So I did do the container system. Mm -hmm. and there for a short period of time it was beneficial to me however I had a very poor relationship with food um I looked at things as approved versus not approved because that's kind of how they called it um mm -hmm. because you would get like a meal list of approved foods and foods to avoid um 
you would have a red container, which was your protein. You'd have a yellow container, which was your carbs. You'd have a green container, which was your vegetables. Purple container was your fruit. Uh, green container, I said that right. Green container was your vegetables. Blue was your fats. And then you had a little tiny orange container that was your dressings and your seeds. Yeah. So yeah. depending on what your goals were, um, would depend on how many of which number of containers that you're allowed to have a day. So um, with that being said, with Beachbody, they definitely, and I've heard nutritionists even say that they have them at a very extremely low caloric deficit for losing weight, anywhere mm -hmm. between 12 to 1300 calories. And so and the reason why me, they have it that low is to get you to see results right away, because yes, if they see you to get some some weight loss and you're going to be hooked and feel like oh my gosh this container system's working it's working but it's only going to work for a little bit before your metabolism burns out mm -hmm. or your overall willpower burns out because let's be honest i don't know many women who can eat 1200 calories a day and have a full quality of life you know and like you said it was definitely something that was short term for me um and i did lose weight relatively quickly within the first six months i think i lost about 35 to 40 pounds um and i was working 30 30 minutes every single day no rest days very high intensity cardio a lot of plyometrics and then sometimes i'd even do double workouts because i did have that like obsessed mindset where i wanted mm -hmm. to work out more frequently than just the 30 minutes but because i had not the best education with my coach. And I say that with quotations. Um, mm. I thought that if I ate more than 1300 calories, that was going to put me in a maintenance bracket, which is how Beachbody has it listed out. I think anywhere between 14 to 1600 calories was your maintenance mode. Mm. Anything from 1700 calories to 2000 calories, you were gaining weight. So that to me was, Okay, I need to stay at 1,200 to 1,300 calories if I want to continue to lose weight. And I was scared to eat any more than that because I didn't want to gain weight. Um, yeah, and that's definitely an issue because it's not customized and you can't necessarily like figure out that's going to be maintainable for you. Like I've worked with women where they can maintain their weight at 2,700 calories and other women where, you know, 1,600 calories is more more so a lot for their body so everyone is so different um and it's just like kind of a blanket statement you know if you want to lose weight, hit 12 1300 calories i personally would probably start losing weight like if i started a diet i'd probably start losing weight at around 1800 calories because i'm five six and i have muscle so everybody's body's different and if you just like look at it like a blanket statement like oh i have to be here to lose weight or i have to be here to maintain weight I think that just creates a very negative mindset around food. Yes. And it was to the point for me where you would get like, you were allowed treat swaps, like two, I think, I think it was two treat swaps a week in order to still be successful from the way autumn made it sound. Um, so if I wanted to have like a bagel, you know me, I love my bagels. That to her was equivalent to seven slices of bread. So of course I feared bagels. I feared bread because I felt like then I would gain weight. So I kind of just had those lists of foods that I needed to avoid because they weren't approved or I could only have them maybe once a week. But it was at the point in my life where, you know, I was eating roughly 1200 calories. Um, 
but then I would binge on the weekends because I had two reasons for doing that. Reason one was I felt like I earned it. Reason two was because I was starving and restricting myself so much during the week that I just wanted to have anything and everything I could on the weekends because it was my treat or my little cheat, they called it. Um, and there was just a lot of negative food labeling with that whole program. My personal experience anyway, this is just my personal opinion if you don't agree, okay? But yeah. they definitely a have a lot of negative food, um, rules. like just how they, um, there was one thing actually that kind of triggered me to the point where this is where I stopped even seeing Autumn as credible because I And remember, Autumn was your beach body coach? No, Autumn Calabrese was the super trainer. Oh, is she like the CEO or is there just... No, she was just like, um, she's like a super trainer. She was the one that was doing the, the workout. She wasn't an actual coach, but she was okay. the girl that was paid to do the videos and she formed the 21 day fix meal container system. She does the 21 day fix, the extreme. So kind of like a spokesmodel. Yes. Um, she was like the sponsor of she was like the face of Beachbody there for a very long time. And she still is because she does the ultimate portion fix and she does the 21 day fix meal container. She also offers cookbooks. Um, but since my initial experience with that, she has also evolved more from my understanding. But at that time she wasn't, and she was very like rigid, rigid. And I'll, like I said, I'll never forget the one thing that she said when I followed her on Instagram, she had her red container and it was full of chicken or whatever. And she had a fork of protein. And she's like, you see how I have my colored container already portioned out? And you see this fork of chicken? You take this bite of chicken, that's overeating. Don't do that. And that to me was just like, really? Like if I have an extra bite of chicken with my container, I'm going to get fat. Like I'm overeating. I'm going to self like, sabotaged mm -hmm. myself with that type of mindset. I just didn't like how she had phrased that whole thing, especially protein. I mean, I didn't think that it was that much of an issue, but when she said that, it just kind of triggered something in me to the point where I had to be a hundred percent perfect or I wasn't going to see results according to Autumn. Mm -hmm. um, so how did you feel following that approach to following a more lenient abundant approach like what I'm preaching did you feel confused at first I did because I felt like everything that I was taught was not what I was not what was actually ideal or accurate for me um because like I said I was told that a bagel was equivalent to seven slices, slices of bread. bread um if I had an extra bite of chicken that means I was overeating and I would probably gain weight or I wouldn't be as successful um I could have a donut with my macros and not feel guilty about it. But if I had a treat that was over the tr allotted treats that I was allowed to have on my fixed plan, that means that I wasn't going to be as successful, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And um, she definitely advocated like no store-bought dressings, um, no salt, no, like you can't even have Frank's hot sauce. Um, just certain things that were like fearful for me for the longest time that now with macro tracking, I definitely found a more balanced approach with my food. Um, not feeling guilty if I have something that's a little bit off of my plan or, you know, having a bagel every single day and not feeling like that's 
seven treats that I just swapped out. Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing with like the macros is I think a lot of people, I find that I'm spending so much time on doing all of these food rules that they have in their, their mindset of I'm scared of sodium, I'm scared of sugar, I'm scared of carbs. And I'm like, you're only scared because of the false things that you've been fed. And I, I just did a live in my Facebook group talking about fear tactics that the fitness industry will use. And if there's any sort of fear behind a certain food or a carbohydrate or whatever it is, there's a reason why. And fearing food isn't normal. It's not normal to be scared of carbohydrates. It's not normal to be scared of sugar or any of these things. Like the only reason why you should be avoiding a certain food is because it, it, it causes you like to have an allergic reaction or it doesn't agree with your gut or makes you physically sick. Like that's really the only reason why you should be avoiding a certain food. Not because, you know, sugar makes you fat or salt makes you fat. It makes me laugh so much too that she's like, no, Frank's hot. And I'm like, she probably didn't want hot sauce because there's so much sodium in it, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, I really watch my sodium. I needed to watch my sugar. I had to watch how many carbs and stuff that are eating. And there at the time too, I didn't know that a vegetable and a fruit was a carb. Mm -hmm. Like I was told that, you know, starchy carbs were like your breads, your pastas, your rices, your noodles, um, your potatoes. So when I finally branched out to even you with macro tracking, I was really kind of like taking account that it was like pretty much every single food has carbs in it really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and very little food has like, you know, your protein and your fat, but your vegetables, your fruit, like I said, starch carbs, all that stuff. Like I look at my meals today and if I went off of the 21 day fix meal container system, then I would probably be having like 10 servings of those yellow containers versus mm -hmm. two. And so you've adjusted to eating more carbohydrates. What are the no like changes that you've noticed in your physique and also with how you're feeling with a higher calorie approach? Well, for one, my whole entire body has completely transformed. Um, I'm definitely a lot more leaner. Uh, I have so much more energy. And I tell you this all the time, but because of you, like I have not had a binge episode since January when I started getting back into macro tracking. Because um, mm -hmm. I know I was dabbling in it a little bit with you with the fall challenge. But then I got a little too obsessed with the numbers and I kind of had to realize that even the post that you said yesterday, it's okay if you don't hit triple zeros all the time. Just try to get within your range of your protocols. Mm -hmm. um, so I can definitely say that my energy and my focus is so much more clear now. I don't have as much brain fog anymore. Um, I don't have like hunger cravings to the point where I'm binging out on all the food um, yeah. And it's not normal to binge eat. Like if you find that you're binging every single weekend, there's a reason why. Um, I know for myself, when I used to struggle with binges, it was because I was restricting way too much during the week and also during the day. Um, and with the binge eating, again, you're probably restricting something too much. Maybe it's a certain macro type. Maybe it's just your overall calories. 
Um, maybe it's just certain foods, like you tell yourself rice is off limits and cereal is off limits and sweets and alcohol is off limits. But then when it comes to the weekend, you just lose control because you think, oh, I've been so good on my diet, like Monday through Friday. I don't have to, you know, follow anything Saturday and Sunday. And it's not true. And the other thing is if you're binging every single weekend and even let's say on your period, cause I know a lot of women struggle with that. You're really going to be setting yourself back if you have the weekends and your period. That's that's like half the month where you're not on track. Yeah. Um, I definitely know that my period time is the hardest is where I definitely have the most cravings. But knowing that I can track certain foods into my macros and I get that little bit of like satiation where it's like, okay, I'm good. I feel like I have so much more control than if I would just totally restrict Monday through Friday, and then go completely off the rails on the weekend. Um, and I remember too, um, you saying, you know, it's definitely counterproductive if you're eating so relatively low, like if you're eating between 1200 and 1300 calories during the weekday, but then the come the weekend, you're eating like up to 3000 calories, doesn't it kind of just make sense just to balance those calories out seven days a week versus being so restrictive five days a week and then going off the rails for three to two days out of the week. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's unique is like the female body adapts to lower calories within five days. So like, honestly, Monday through Friday, it's perfect for your body to downregulate everything and slow down your metabolism. And then if you're drastically over consuming on the weekend, no wonder why you feel like you can't gain any ground and see any progress. It's because your body is it, you're haven't given it enough time to make any progress and you'd be so much better off eating 1800 calories every single day versus you know the 1200 and then the 3000 or the 3000 plus alcohol which is another talk for another day which just makes everything yeah. oh, excuse me no you're I good to restrict a binge and a punish repeat mindset for the longest time and something that really helped me through that was one, of course, following you, but also reading that book that you had mentioned, The Effort Diet. I can't, I don't want to say the word because I have my little it's girl okay. right here. But um, The Effort Diet, reading that was really eye-opening when it comes to, you know, your body and its natural hunger signals and the famine that you feel when you eat so relatively low. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't want to believe that it's like, how can somebody eat over 2000 calories and not blow up like a balloon? I didn't understand it. And mm -hmm. it was just like so eye opening to me to even see you who's eating relatively way over 2000 calories and have the physique that you do. Um, not to say that you should be eating like 3000 calories and McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it's definitely the quality of the food. And I feel like so many people don't understand that they just look at a calorie as anything more than 1200 calories are going to gain weight and you had said today even in the live like if it comes from the earth it's not going to kill you a banana is not going to make you fat carrots aren't yeah. going to make you fat apples aren't going to make you fat name one person you know that got fat off of eating watermelon like <laughs> <laughs> there was somebody that i actually saw and i know you told me to get out of my fast my one intermittent fasting group but she is doing keto and she asked if it was okay if she started incorporating watermelon in her diet and i'm just like really watermelon like you're scared about eating watermelon and and yeah. you'd be surprised how many people were telling her no not to do it that 
it was going to like bump her out of ketosis and she would probably lose a little bit of progress just from eating watermelon. And it's important, I think, to not get stuck in these camps. And I've told you this, like intermittent fasting, keto, paleo, vegan is a different thing because people who are vegan for ethical reasons totally get you. I understand. Um, but when you get stuck in these camps, it becomes like a cult. And then like, if someone wants to leave the cult, they're like, oh my gosh, no, why are you leaving? Like this is, this works for me. It's going to work for you. It's not true. And let's say you do follow keto and it's working and you've lost weight. I just want you to look at the long term, like five years, 10 years. Like, are you going to be able to go through 4th of July continuously not eating watermelon or having a glass of wine? I beg to differ. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. And I think that woman who probably got shamed for wanting to eat watermelon is probably even more scared of carbohydrates now, you know? It's definitely a mindset shift that I have, you know, it's a constant, it's a daily battle. And there's some days that, you know, I still have to question, like, am I making the best choice? But at the end of the day, you have to just kind of throw out the whole diet trends and the, like the marketing schemes that are trying to instill fear. Like you said about, you know, in the nineties, it was low fat and watching your cholesterol. Now it's low carb and keto is the only way to be successful with losing weight. And another 10 years, they're going to come up with something else that is going Probably to be going to be like low protein, something just I'm wondering, I'm kind of curious to see what that next, the next decade trend is going to be. I'm very curious. Yeah, um, but it comes in trends and that's why I believe in just, you know, moderation, but Casey, like this whole journey of yours, what has it made you decide to do? Well, it has definitely made me want to become more educated with nutrition in general because nutrition is a science and I had to learn that it's not about fearing foods. It's about listening to your body, seeing what foods help your body respond in certain ways, whether that's a negative impact or a positive impact. Um, so for right now, I'm actually in the process of getting my certification for online nutrition coaching. Awesome. And then you're getting it through Precision Nutrition, which is like the top of the top with nutrition certs. I know a lot of people will get nutrition certifications from not the best places. So yeah, it's definitely a wonderful program. And I'm so grateful that you even referred that to me. Um, it was something that I have wanted to do for the longest time. And again, going back to my experience with Beachbody when I was a discount coach, um, I just did not like the pushy sales tactics. I didn't like the fact that you could only refer those products to your, to your clients mm -hmm. and you couldn't do any outsource products because of course you're not making money if you're, if you're promoting Bomar nutrition or if you're promoting some other type of protein shake or some other type mm -hmm. of workout program. Um, and yeah. I just... I just didn't like the fact that in order to be successful under Beachbody, it was measured in how many people you could recruit under you. Yeah. It wasn't about how many people you helped with their fitness journey and the success that you were able to help them with. It was literally about recruiting people under you to build your so-called business. And that to me is not what a coach, you shouldn't even call yourself a coach. You should yeah. call yourself a salesperson because that's pretty much what you are. You're a recruiter. Um, which that is basically MLM in its nature. Um, for anyone watching this who is a beach body coach, don't come for me or do because yeah, I, am, personal opinions. I am great at debating and anyone who talks to me knows that. Um, but I am proud of you for wanting to do your own thing and genuinely wanting to help people versus just trying to sell people. 
Yeah, because I know through my experience with Beachbody, my coach never asked me any in-depth questions. She didn't ask me about my past relationship with food. She didn't ask me what my job was like. She didn't ask me, you know, anything besides what my goals were. And when I told her, you know, at the time, my goal was to, you know, lose a, a little bit of weight and feel confident in my skin. She referred me to a Beachbody workout program and an eating system, but didn't actually give me any proper education on what those products or programs would even do for me mm -hmm. and it's just it's just I can go on and on and on about that but that would be a whole other topic <laughs> yeah and you can't give education like a lot of these beach body coaches if you guys don't know they don't need any sort of degree they don't need any sort of certification all they literally do is just go on like beach body's website like type in their name and a couple other pieces of information and they're a coach. Like an 18 year old can be a coach. You don't yeah. have to have experience or anything like that. 18 years old with a credit card and you have to live in like a continental US or something, I think, I don't know. But yeah. it was like, I had no experience when I became a discount coach. I was sold a dream that I could be successful and my coach and their upline said that they believed in me, but it was like, you don't even know anything about me to even know like if I would be successful in this. They just wanted to see dollar signs and the more people that she recruited, the higher the rank the upline got. Mm -hmm. So Casey, do you want to talk about the community that you've created and maybe invite some of the listeners to it? So I recently created a private female, female, I'll make that clear, <laughs> female fitness accountability group. Um, it's called No Strings Attached, and I emphasize female because there are some guys out there that think the No Strings Attached means something else, and it doesn't. Um, but I created this group actually a few months back um, when COVID was, you know, a, like it is still a really hot commodity, but when a lot of women were struggling with their fitness and nutrition goals and just feeling isolated in general because of not being able to go out, see their friends or their loved ones and things like that. Um, and I kind of did it, and I'm going to say this, as a rebel towards my beach body coach because I didn't like the fact that as a beach body coach, you can't invite other people to join your groups. So when I was a discount coach, if I didn't sign up for the, the current, um, like what, what's it called? Like an early access pass to a new program. I didn't get invited into those challenge groups, regardless of the fact that I was spending money for my beach body account. I was still spending money for the shakes and I was still an active coach. If I didn't spend more money on an early access pass, I couldn't be welcomed into these new challenge groups. And I didn't like that. I wanted a community where any woman, no matter what your workout background, what your workout regime was you could join this group and know that it was a safe spot for women where you could post your accountability you could share your meals you could share even venting stories that might not even be fitness related just be a safe spot for women in general and it's grown immaculously that i'm almost close to like 600 members in the last two months i think since the group has been open yeah and there's lots of great content in there casey i'm in the group all those other women are posting content sharing their stories so if you guys maybe you are listening to this you're not able to hire a coach just join a facebook group and get more support um don't join a keto or fasting based facebook group join a facebook group that is going to be supportive of you and not pressure you to eat a certain way that could be detrimental to your health. 
and very diverse because I don't want people to think that you have to do beach body, you have to do keto, you have to do fasting, you have There's to everyone do everyone there, you know? Yeah, like anybody and anyone is in this group. So whatever your fitness journey and your goals are, I'm sure that anybody could benefit from being in that group. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Casey. I loved having you on. Thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.